This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Welcome back to another episode of the Blueprint Bosses podcast. Today we want to talk a bit about the over-delivering, under-charging. My name's Lucia Freacher and I help businesses with their online presence and with their strategies how to best get seen online. Brilliant. And I'm Jennifer Myers and my um, specialty is as a business strategist. So helping uh, clients understand how they get their business from point A to point B. And I'm a certified leadership coach and DISC behavioral styles consultant. What sounds exciting. Mm. And I am Carol Reed, and I am a business mindset coach and a happiness trainer. I'm all about how you want to feel in your business. And so really getting you clarity and giving you a bit more emotional intelligence, perhaps, than you may, you may not be aware of. So putting in some of those aha moments. And together, we are the 90-day divas. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> And yeah, like I mentioned in the beginning, we want to talk about over-delivering in your business. I feel like we can all resonate with that. We've all been there, that you think you just need to add, add more value to your product, your service, to make sure that your customer really gets the most out of what you've done, or because you think, well, they've paid a lot of money, so you want to deliver. But um, yeah, hi. So we've got a few examples here, haven't we, sort of? And I think something you said just two seconds ago, you feel like you keep adding value because, you know, they're paying a lot of money and you want to deliver. But sometimes the things that we do that we think are adding value are not adding value. They're totally confusing, aren't Yes, they? and mm-hmm. we kind of, we're wasting our own energy and they're not really adding value to the client. Mm. And there's something nice too, Jen, that you said. We're sort of trying to fit in all our knowledge over the last 10, 20 years into one, two hours with the client and don't realize that that's just going to over... It's going to, yeah, the client will just be overwhelmed and have no idea where to start, what to do. Mm. And there's a phrase here in New Zealand. Of course, I'm from the States. And when I first moved here, I heard the phrase, God, that was like drinking from a fire hose. And I'm like, wow, what was that again? It's like drinking from a fire hose. I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. I get that. It's just too much information to take in. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome, ladies. Cool. Well, take us through. We've got a few little points, haven't we, Jen, that we we want to discuss? Yeah. Well, maybe just on that whole cramming it all in, I've got an example I had with a client just recently. They came to me, they wanted to work on their online or their marketing strategy, especially the social media strategy. And they said, oh, look, I just want one or two hours with you. And can you just walk me through? And um, I was like, yeah, sure. Well, let's get started. So we had a meeting and we basically, yeah, walked them through in those two hours all that from basically from the basics to what he needed to do to get to his results. And I was talking and talking and talking and going through all the strategies and ideas, what he could do and how he has to do it. We went into the nitty gritties of all the technical aspects and what tools to use. And he kept saying, yep, 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 yep. And at the end, I was a bit like, well, so have you got any questions? And he pretty much was so overwhelmed with how much information he just got that he'd had no idea where to start. And at first he didn't really know, shall he say something or shall we just roll with it? So I really had to go back to the basics or the beginning of the session and be like, okay, look, this could be the first step, second step and the third step. And then we sort of started to build it up. 
But after that session, of course, I had to then have another session with him because I just said, look, this might have been just too much for you. We need to do it in more than one session. And I guess the learning is, instead of just doing it in one big bulk session, to really do it maybe in three steps Mm -hmm. and say, look, let's do three hours together instead of two hours, yeah, in one time, mm. in one setting, and and questioning too, isn't it? It's questioning. Well, what what is it he really? What was the outcome he really wanted? Mm. You know, and then you then knowing that you know, well, this is all I can deliver here, or what's going to be this? You know, because sometimes it's all about clarity, isn't it? And we just sometimes we just don't know exactly what we want from our you know from our consultants, from our you know from the people we're bringing in, from the the results we want from our business, you know. And if we if we're not not aware of what those are. Then it's really hard for the other for the service provider to come in and provide the service. Mm. So it is. It's on the onus is on us as the professional in this situation. You know, this person's come to us for help. It's really our job to find out how we can best structure that help for that person because mm. they don't know, mm. right? They mm. have no idea what they want mm. and they don't understand where the where the problems are. And so we need to make sure that we're asking the right questions to lead them to where they need to be. And the other point that you said about the big giant block of time with a client, people need time to process things, right? You got it. You can uh, give them yeah. a whole lot of information. A, you know, how much, oh, Carol, you've got statistics around this, right? How much spoken word sinks in to people. But yeah, you can overload them and then they're going to walk away and go, I don't remember 10% of what she just said. So give me a bite and let me go work on that. And then I'll come back for another bite. Mm. What are the figures on this too? So I've heard when you have these trainings, I think the next day is it something like 10% that you still can remember? It's not even that. And then like a week later is about 3%? Mm -hmm. But it's it's, also, you've got to write it down. It's actually, so when you guys are listening to us, I know you're out walking or you're doing other things and we always say, try and cram us in wherever you can because it's a busy life. Mm, net time, right? But, yeah, net time. Yeah, no extra time. Try and do it when you're doing something else. But the reality of that is you will only retain something like 2% or even less. Whereas when you write it down, it goes up to something between 5 and, and 7 or something like that. Oh, wow. so, yeah, and then if you really teach bad. it, if you teach it to somebody else, then you're really mm. starting to retain it, right? Because mm. you're starting to unravel it in your own mind, hearing your own self talking. But also they're going to ask questions and you're going to be like, oh, I didn't, I don't know, I might have to go back and check with the divas on what they meant by that. Or, you know, it starts to stimulate your brain to Well, if to you ever do again. have questions, you know, you can reach us 100%. on 90daydivas.com anytime. Ask us anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're also welcome to leave us a review and a feedback to yeah. our... Yeah, on Spotify where yeah. you might be listening. Business at 90daydivas.com. Email, email us. We're always Anytime, open to yeah. any questions you've got. Absolutely. And another good one is if you're walking your dog at the moment or you're out there, um, yeah, just take some notes on your phone. Or yeah, you can do, it's yeah. It's always a good way to sort of yep, remember. Yeah, totally. And then you might remember, but more than 3%. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Some way that there's another way that I thought of that I actually don't think that we brainstormed when we were thinking about this episode, which these episodes don't happen by magic, by the way. They do mm. take a lot of planning. We mm. do, I know it sounds like we're all riffing and just kind of having fun, which we are, but they take some planning. Um, but something that occurred to me was scope creep. Mm. So mm. that's how you can over-deliver. Mm-hmm. So if you've got, for instance, you know, I'm, I was working with a client who really just wanted help around um you know let's say their strategy you know what's my what's my strategy for the coming year i really want to nail that down and organize what my vision is my goals are great that sounds perfect as we went through the process of nailing down the strategy and really discussing that and getting detailed 
there was a lot of additional work that needed to be done to mm-hmm. make sure that the strategy would work throughout the year. And they started asking questions. Around, well, how do you think I should do this? Well, how do you think I should do that? Mm-hmm. And mm, what could go into this? Mm-hmm. And in the early days of doing this for 12 years, right? In the early days, they'd be like, oh, I've got a great idea. And mm-hmm. you want to share because you want to mm-hmm. help. I've got a great idea for you. That's over-delivering because mm-hmm. that's not sticking to what you said you were going to deliver mm-hmm. when the client initially said they wanted. So in that case, it's really stepping back and saying, hmm, you know, Bill, you're really stepping into, uh, you know, territory of us sitting down and creating, you know, a sales process for you, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. So it's gently and diplomatically redirecting them back away to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Stay, uh, I've, yeah. I've coached other clients who have had that sort of situation in, in physical terms, like, you know, they've been a... Um, creating a building something or you know gardening or or whatever you know and they get into a into a job and then the job you know the work order has to change but they have to go and talk to the client first Mm. before they just go do that part you know and then the client says yes I I do want that my garden's cleaned or I do want you know an electrician I do want you know to have that that light switch fixed okay we just want to make sure that that's a a variance a work order variance so let's you know change that up and that means there'll be a cost involved in that are you okay with that rather than one doing it and charging them later that is never received well never never ever and you know you think to yourself that you've done a good job but actually you haven't clarified the expectations you haven't gotten the buy-in you haven't gotten permission to actually go further than what was originally agreed and so assuming it's okay yeah yeah. or they ask so yeah Mm -hmm. so again having a process in your business where you look at and go okay this is what we agreed that we would do if we have to change it it's a variance to our original scope it's a work order change or whatever you call it whatever you want to call it but make sure that that process is in there so that you've got that especially if you've got staff and this particular you know person had staff as well and so the staff would do what you would do you know they would do the same thing what she was doing mm-hmm. so no good you know we've got to make sure that, that don't you, model bad <laughs> bad behavior <laughs> behavior to your people yeah 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 mm. and it's and you're, you're dipping yourself out of money because it's costing you money mm. to have people on site to be doing that work to spending your time doing the work you know so you've got to have the ability to have that flexibility to say well actually yeah like you said Jen well it's out of, you know it's outside the scope of work that we've actually originally discussed and you might feel a bit scared too to say that because mm-hmm. I remember too when I started out, it would be like, oh no, I just want to please my customer. Mm-hmm. I want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want to over deliver. Yeah. I want to over deliver all the time. And especially in my industry, it's so easy to over deliver because for me, it just makes sense to do that as well. And if you don't have that, you can't really go that on. A little extra tweak. That, that little yeah. extra <laughs> thing here and there. But it is really all about that clear communication and say, well, this could be phase three or four. Mm-hmm. We can do that at a later stage. Yeah. And it's just to have that courage to say that to your customer instead of thinking, oh, yeah, of course I'll do that. Yeah. We think we're going to scare them mm. off if we're very clear about what we do. Yeah. For yeah. what reason, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And it's just having those boundaries. Yeah. It's so simple, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, it sounds simple, but yeah. harder to implement. Mm, it is. And especially when you're in that situation and in that call and you know – or in a meeting, in a Zoom meeting, and you just know two of your clients are sitting in front of you asking all these questions. And yeah. So let me pose a question to you guys then. Mm. What about people who say, oh, I'm totally bespoke. I totally do customized plans for my client. Um, is that something that 
we think is good business practice or we think we should be a bit more clear around what we're offering and how it's structured so that when people ask, it's not, oh, it's bespoke. It's, I do this for this amount and this is kind of what it looks like. It's so cool that you ask that because I actually had a conversation with a person not so long ago about this exact thing. And he was like, I don't want to be pigeonholed, you know. I don't want to kind of like, you know, I, I have done some coaching and I know I could offer this. He was a finance guru, you know. Um, I could I could do this, I could do that. And, and I don't want to just, you know, have a program that people that follow. I'm like, well, what I suggest you do is actually get some bare bones in there. Like just have some bullet point things that you would kind of cover. And then you can bring in some of your bespoke thing. But do it around a time frame, you know, so that you know that you're not going to go over again and not be paid yeah. or you know if they've got an endless if they've got an endless bucket of money well then you're at home and hose aren't you for that kind of thing but who's got that yeah you know that, that it's, it's few and far between so for you to still feel like you're delivering and and know that you can really give value then you know you can still have that flexibility but just have those little and he was like I hadn't thought about that I hadn't thought about actually making it a little bit like a semi-structure you yes know? I think that it's a great idea because then you've got certain things that you know are, you know, are going to be covered that the client needs. And there's certain, you know, it's kind of a happy medium, right? Because you've got clarity and certainty around pricing and timing and what you're delivering. And there's a couple of pieces of that that you're okay customizing for the client. Hmm. And they choose, you know, they have flexibility within, say, these two or three areas that you're going to be delivering. And, that's and cool. particularly if you're an intuitive you know, consultant or you're an intuitive type of leader where, you know, you don't you don't really want to be just going rote, you no, know, giving you can, it out. You, you know, That's how I started out, you know, yeah. 12 years ago. I had a sales program and a marketing program and this and that. And, yeah, one size does not fit all. So, but, yeah, it's exactly right. It's sorting out how you can customize it to suit the client's particular situation, even though they may need the same structure pieces of it can be customized mm. exactly it's like happy for no reason the program that i offer as well you know like that's that's a program and there's there's definitely points to it mm. but there's other stuff that i add in and things that i that we talk about yeah. with with people that i think you should try this out i think you need to add this in and you know it grows um, a little bit organically or you bring in organic pieces yeah, that, that i know relevant. i know yeah. that they're going to get more value from yeah, yeah. and it's going to also be a bit more bespoke to them but also they're going to have that baseline of stuff that they know they're being delivered on yep Lucy? Yeah, I guess too. On that note, if you feel like you are a person who constantly over-delivers, finds it hard to communicate or to set these boundaries with your customers, we do also have a program that we really help you walk you through in 90 days to um, to really grow and work on different strategies, messaging, on your whole technology setup. And uh, we have actually got a got a few intakes every year. So if you got want to know more about that whole course and program you can find all the information on 90daydivas.com and we highly recommend that and another thing I've got a cool quote that I wanted to share Mm. it's by Susie Oman and um, she says if you undervalue what you do the world undervalues who you are that is so true so 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 beautiful and so yeah so but if you don't remind yourself of that every so often depending on you know how the sales cycle is going in your business you know you might run up against a few people who are like oh I don't know if I can pay that seems a bit expensive Mm. uh you know and here's one of the best questions to come back to somebody who goes that's a bit expensive you ask them compared to what Mm. right make sure that they're comparing whatever it is you're offering apples to apples but yeah we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes we Mm. are 
we are worth it and we know what we do and we're good at what we're doing and we do not need to undervalue ourselves. Absolutely. 100%. And I think the other thing we talked about too with this whole with this whole thing is that you know, you've got to get uh, the clarity and permission from the client too. The client's got to be ready to take them the movement with you, right? So I, I've got a good example of this of quite a number of years ago now. I had a, a lady that was referred to me and she was highly, highly depressed um, and you know, she tried different things and I really felt that I could help her. But the reality was that when we'd had a few sessions, one, she didn't she didn't see the value in paying. So that was really hard to see, to get her to invest in herself and her well-being. But also, too, she really wasn't ready to let go of what the depression gave her. I know that might sound a bit counterintuitive, but, you know, she's she was really sort of bought into where she was at. Mm. And and she wasn't ready to to really let it go. And we did talk about that at the beginning. And I thought maybe she was, but now in hindsight, I can look back and say she was giving me signals that actually she wasn't ready. Yeah, she was justifying her position. Now everyone will do that for a little bit. You know, I find that when I work with people, they they do want to justify why they're feeling like I'm they happy are. with where I'm at. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm doing fine. Mm. Yeah, and and they don't even realise that that what it's doing for them, how it's keeping them where they're they're stuck, you mm. know. Um, but you and sometimes you can most of the time you can get past that. But with this particular incident, you know, with this person, she really was not ready to to do anything different. And the thing is, you know, you've got to make changes to be able to do different things, and you've got to be ready to to change your thinking. You know, it's like change your thinking, change your life. Really, you know, you've got to be ready to take on some of those things. Absolutely. If yeah. you want your client to purchase a product or a service from you, if you want it more for them than they want it for themselves, yeah. I think that's what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know that you know that's a really red flag. That's not a good situation to yeah. be in. So yeah, and sometimes that's our own kind of oh, lack of self belief. Sometimes you know it's it's oh, I'm new or I've started out new and I don't have the experience or I'm not sure in this area. Or I don't have the expertise. Mm-hmm. You know, so we undervalue ourselves and so then we don't want to put ourselves you know we, we, we try and again over deliver you know um to try and sort of justify that piece don't we so it's I actually know i can help this person yeah. they so need what i have to yeah. offer well unless they see it it won't work yeah yeah and go mm. go get the next it's the, it's the whole yes. adage next, eh? next. We, we've actually mm. done some posts and stuff on that you know next is mm. a good thing especially in sales next the right one's coming yeah, don't be afraid to say no like that's something we also need to learn in business, just mm. to say no and mm. say maybe, yeah, I'm not the right person or you might need to find someone else if that's a different budget that you have. Because, mm. yeah, we, we're not the people pleaser all the time. Mm. And even there, like the whole desperation in business is never a good look either. No. 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 And something too that we need to think of, it might sound appealing to you when you've got this customer in front of you, you want to pay and you're like, okay, I'll do this. And then you including all these extras, these bonuses, by the time you start or you're in the middle of this project, you might start to resent your client. Mm, you just, point. Yeah, you've yes. just put so much effort into them mm. and they don't realize how much you're actually giving to them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, by the end of the project, you might be like, oh my gosh, why did I ever say yes to this? Yes. Well, you no, know, I've got and you've overworked yourself. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. 100%. I've got some real estate clients that have exactly that. They know when they've got someone who's, you know, selling or buying, if they're, if they're like that, that they know they're not going to enjoy the process, mm. you know. And sometimes in real estate you can be needing the sale, you know, so you take it on. Mm. But, oh, dear, that's it's it never works out great. That They say that straight off, you know, like, I, I should have said no. They yeah. don't, they don't want to pay the gut. commission. They don't want to do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
listen to that gut feeling. It often sneaks in and you, you sort of have this little idea that it might, might, might be the case. So, yeah, don't be afraid to say no because there will be someone more suited for you out there. Yes, and that's that whole abundance mindset too, isn't it? Yeah. There's always more. There's enough for everyone. Mm, we just have to resonate with, the, with our tribe and those people who really need what we have to offer. Mm. Yeah. And be and confident. Appreciate what we do. Yes. And value and appreciate mm. us. Yeah. And be confident in what you're offering. You know, you've come to this spot, you know, this place where you've gotten to now is not by accident. Mm. You know, you've gotten to where you needed to get to now. And, you know, all that stuff and knowledge that you've brought along with is, is all important for right now, for where you are right now. Keep moving forward with it. Keep moving to the next level with the next client. They're out there. They're waiting for you. They want what you've got. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, if you enjoy listening to these <laughs> and you think, wow, I get a lot of value from this. You know what? We've, I know we've got a listener out there and you know who you are when I say this, <laughs> who has listened to every single one of our podcasts. Twice. There's more than one. <laughs> yes, there's more than one. Thank you so much. That's really flattering. We're hoping that you're getting something of value from each one of these episodes that we do. Even if it's one small thing, uh, you know, take something away, think about it, chew on it, really do something with it yeah. afterward. If you're in that space and you want to say thank you to us for putting <laughs> heaps of time and energy into doing these podcasts, there is a button on the podcast page of our website. So go to 90daydivas.com, 90daydivas.com. Click on the podcast page and you'll be taken to all of the episodes. You can listen to them right there. And there's a little button there that I don't know what it says, but yeah, it's just a way to say, say thanks because we don't put ads into these things. So we make them ad free just for you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks and, for listening. And yeah. thanks Radio Hawks Bay too for allowing us to be here in their studio using their stuff and putting us on air because um, it's awesome as well. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.